Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. She's like queen of all queens. Queens. That's, that's me adjusting her crown. Hello, Dan. What's up? Uh, I mean, despite the fact that, you know, Beverly Hills and New York have wrapped up, there's still so much going on in the Bravo universe. It really is. There's... A lot swirling these days. First of all, we should mention that it is the 10-year anniversary of the premiere of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Remember when it was good? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we're going to be touching on Beverly Hills later on in this episode, and I guess we'll see if it has a chance of being good again in the future. We um, shall see. But did you by any chance tune into that Everybody Clap for Leah special that aired during the Roni time slot? I did. I did. Wasn't it so strange? It was so, 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 so weird. I haven't watched too many of the watch-along special episodes, which is essentially what this was. Mm Mm-hmm. But but instead of watching along to an episode, Leah watched with Lou, but then also Ramona watched as well not with the two of them, it seemed like. I'm actually surprised Ramona agreed to this. (laughs) Like celebrating and singling out a cast member. I know. I will say these these watch along things are very hit or miss. Some of them are really good. I like when different cities do different cities. Sure. So like there was one where Lou and Sonia, I think, did a Beverly Hills episode from like the past, which I liked. And then they recently had one where... Joe and Lori watched the first episode of Real Housewives of OC, which was interesting, but they also produce them differently at different times where sometimes it's literally the two women on a video chat or something together. So they're both responding at the same time to the same thing, which is what we saw with Leah and the Countess. But the Joe and Lori one was like the two of them separate. And so it was like they weren't interacting at all. And Lori's daughter was with her for some reason. (laughs) I don't know. Because we, re- we need to see her. Um, I know. 
So while we're on the topic of Roni, I think that now is the perfect time to mention the fact that we have an official cast announcement for next season. I know. And I think that like our episode last week, did our episode last week come out after it was already announced, but we had recorded it earlier. Uh, I mean, it came out like morning. it was announced. Like I, I think it was actually uploaded yeah. and then it was announced like that, like hours later. Uh, which yeah, is interesting so, because we talked about Bershan joining the show during mm-hmm, last week's episode. Bershan, yeah. Uh, and it seems as though she m- is going to be a friend probably or just filming scenes or possibly could get a role. What I heard is that she didn't test well. So they're like bringing her on as like either a friend or like a guest or whatever. Sure. Yeah, uh, so the official cast member is Ebony K. Williams. So let's talk about Ebony K. Williams. Okay, so I started so excited, and my excitement has dimmed a little bit since then. Um, mm-hmm. When she when it was announced she was joining, I ran to her Instagram. She had like um like an IGTV post on her grid like celebrating that Kamala was picked for uh VP Mm -hmm. and then we learned we both learned a lot about Ebony and her past (laughs) yeah so her history is like she's a TV host is like her job basically so I think she recently worked for I forget what the network's called but some network and how to show maybe still has a show, but before that in like recent days. So as recently as like 2017, she was a co-host on a Fox news show. Yeah. And I heard that she actually spoke out publicly on Fox news against Trump in 2017 and like got a bunch, a bunch of death threats, which like led to her leaving Fox news eventually. Yep. But it goes deeper than that. So she wrote a book around that time where Fox News contributors, including Meghan McCain and Janine Pirro, um, contributed to that book. And we know about Janine Pirro and how she is these days. Sure. Um, And then you found the tweet that she posted in November of 2016. Did you want to read that tweet? Oh, sure. Okay. So she was was replying to a tweet that has since been deleted, but I found this like in an article about her. She was essentially announcing that she didn't vote for Hillary or Trump. She said she wrote in, but like every American should, I pray for and will support president elect Trump. Um, Some people, I guess, asked her about this tweet and she responded to that question saying, I 100% did not vote for Trump, not in 2016, not ever, ever. I did say that I would pray for him at the time because our country's fate was tethered to his two very different things, but she didn't really address the portion about um, the fact that she wrote in, which I think is like just as bad, (laughs) really. Right. I mean, yeah, I will give her the fact that she seems to have enlightened herself at least a little bit if she was posting and celebrating the Kamala thing. So coming around a little bit, but it's like for me and I think for you too, it's like very similar to Leah and the way Leah views politics. Yeah. I mean, which, which is so strange is Leah gave interviews around the time of the last election as well, saying how she doesn't like Trump or Hillary. Right. So it's literally like the same instance with ebony here but the thing with ebony is she is actually an attorney so like i would expect more from her than from leah who is in the fashion world like as an attorney you go through law school and you're reading cases and like you know about the court like the court system and the political world and stuff like that it's not like you're just like learning about this like any average citizen yeah i know but uh, from what i've learned like not all attorneys are that bright. Mm. Um, I will say, I hope she's like learning from her decisions now with the fact that they are slamming through 
a Supreme Court justice as people are voting in this election with like 20 days to go to the election. So like actions have or non-actions have consequences, Ebony and Leah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am still interested to see her join the show. I don't think this is like a thing to completely write her off for. Cause like if we're not writing Leah off for it, we shouldn't do it for Ebony. Her history yeah. with news is definitely uh, interesting. I mean, I read in some articles, like interviews she gave about interactions with Roger Ailes. Mm-hmm. Um, which what did she say? Like, just like, some cre- like creepy stuff sh- he said to her, but like she doesn't, she didn't even seem like that. Um, put off by it, like she, she I, kind of like like makes it seem like it was just part of the culture there. Well, I mean, like that's what like people have said in that movie Bombshell. Kind of like said also that was it was just part of the culture at Fox News, which yeah. is gross. Um, yeah, I don't think. I think she also like I'm I'm excited to see what she brings. Yeah. I know we and I just have, wonder like, like months and months until we actually meet her, meet her. I know, but I'll be watching. I'll be like looking at page six to see where they filmed. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of filming or maybe not filming, there were two event housewives events this past weekend that seemingly were not filmed. And that would Mm -hmm. be Cynthia Bailey's wedding and Kelly Dodd's wedding. Yeah. I feel like even back to Bravo con last year, we like found out that both of them were planning on getting married on 10, 10, 20. Yep. And they both went through with it. And nobody back down. I mean, like it seems to me Cynthia's wedding is getting a lot more attention because I think she did the whole like people exclusive with my wedding pictures. Like she got the New York times vow section. She's like doing the media gauntlet around it. And like, like regardless of how much criticism she's getting from like, not the press, but like real people about how her wedding looked to the outside eye. Okay. So (laughs) I don't even know how to talk about this, but like, okay, let's discuss Cynthia's wedding. It was held in Atlanta. It was planned mm-hmm. to be outdoors. The hurricane forced it inside. She had 250 guests um, in the media tour that you mentioned. Like she was talking about the procedures and precautions they were taken, taking. And it almost sounded like spawn con of like some service she was using to disinfect <gasps> Oh, it definitely was like the cordless vacuum or whatever that they talked about. It was definitely SpawnCon for whatever service she used. And it was given a whole People magazine article. And it's like, I'm like banging my head against the wall as to like how gross this all sounds. And there's no acknowledgement of like how not good this is. Well, I mean, like the outlets that she went to are not outlets that are going to necessarily come back with criticism of it. Like people magazine is not going to, they're getting the money from the sponsored content. And then even the New York times vow section, isn't that like pay for play? I don't know. But like the, the vow section, like barely, like they, they acknowledge the fact that this was happening during this pandemic, like in the most gentle, slightest way. It was like, they have hand sanitizing stations and masks. Yeah. And I don't know if you follow um, Bravo TV on Twitter, like the Bravo account. I may or may not. So I like, it's usually not that interesting because it's like all these fluff piece articles, but they've done like an onslaught of tweets. Like what, what's like the first thing Mike Hill and Cynthia did like after their wedding and like how gorgeous Kenya, Kenya looked as a bridesmaid and like all these like fluffy things. And I'm, almost shocked that no one was not that these tweets get a ton of engagement, but like no one is responding to the tweets being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are Mm -hmm. we acting like this is normal? Right. I mean, like, I think it's just, uh, a lot of people in this country are 
quote unquote over the pandemic, even though it's like still rearing its head in a huge way. I mean, like, look, like not to compare Cynthia's wedding to a Trump rally, but like, look at like yeah. the behavior and like, think about the Bravo audience. Like those people aren't going to be like, Oh, wear your masks. They're going to be like actually at the Trump rally. Yeah. Most of like the mainstream Bravo audience. Yeah. But what, what's interesting is I came into this weekend, like I knew those two weddings were happening. I came in like ready to like drag Kelly Dodd up and down the aisle. And then I was shocked by like how outrageous Cynthia's wedding seemed in comparison to Kelly's. Yeah. And like not to defend Kelly at all, but hers seemed like relatively low key in comparison. And yeah. it seems like it was outside, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, not that I think Kelly should have been doing it either. Cause like, it still seemed like a, a fairly large event and everything, but like the Cynthia thing, like the pictures and videos that were getting posted from inside that day, I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. And <laughs> that, and like Eva <laughs> was like the most happy and excited to be there. I don't think I ever saw a mask on her for even a split second. Like people were like taking on and off their mask and like Eve mm-hmm. is just like stomping around, posing for the camera. I mean, this is her last hurrah, you know? Yeah. It's like she's off of Housewives, so like this is her like big moment to shine. Can we talk about the crossovers and the crossovers that didn't happen? Because oh, yeah. I had some expectations for crossovers that didn't happen, but then we really only saw Potomac women show up to the wedding. Yeah. So and was it was there? really only Karen. It was Karen and Giselle from Potomac yeah. who showed up. Yeah. And then I was expecting to see Luann and mm. Jill. Yeah. But Jill sent masks. She provided oh. them with like 250 <laughs> masks. And they were they were thrown in a corner, never to be seen again. <laughs> I know. Um, Luann didn't show up either, which like is understandable. It's like New York to Atlanta during a pandemic, not the easiest. Sure. Um, you know who was there, a former Atlanta Housewives, she by Sheree, and then yeah. Claudia Jordan. Yeah, my personal fave. And Claudia Jordan confirmed to people on Twitter that the Bravo cameras were not up at Cynthia's wedding. Which, like, <laughs> it's so funny that, like, Bravo's like, okay, we can't film this. But we, right, sh- and it, it, we sure as hell will, like, promote the hell out of it, though. I know, but it's, like, reportedly because of safety precautions. Because, like, imagine a camera crew inside among 250 people. You don't have the control you do in other situations. So it'll be interesting because we purportedly will see Cynthia's bachelorette party and what went down there, which is the other interesting thing. Oh, yeah. We missed that as well last week. Yeah, so allegedly reportedly during Cynthia's bachelorette party, there were strippers invited to the function. And by that, I mean, they were hired to be there. Um, And it is, it is alleged that two of the people on the Roa cast hooked up with one of the strippers and rumor has it. This is all allegedly rumor has it. The two people, Portia and Tanya. I love, I, I couldn't ask for two better people. I know, but both of them, I think Tanya a little bit more, are going into, like, defense mode, where Tanya posted something on her Instagram the other day that was, like, basically, the rumors aren't true, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Let me, let me pull it up real quick, just so I sure. have the exact wording. She posted, I will address this topic now and will not entertain this absurd, absurdity any further. The rumor circulating me about me is not true. That's all she said. Yeah. So, I mean, mean, that sounds like it was true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we also had Marlo at the wedding, which is worth noting. And we had friend to both Cynthia and Karen, Karen's assistant, Matt. The way he gets invited to everything, wow. I mean, Matt was giving us some of, like, the breaking footage that I was tuning in for. Like I ran over to his Instagram story. Do you follow him? No, but like I, I knew once I saw that he was there, I like had to lay eyes on what was transpiring. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the one interesting thing from the Kelly Dodd wedding that's worth noting is that Kelly's now stepdaughter was kind of acting up and like posting things about like how this is the worst day of her life and mm-hmm. like calling out the fascists or whatever. <laughs> but like, it's interesting cause she was there. Yeah. This was the stepdaughter who like a couple years ago or like a year ago on a bitch sesh live show, she did a boots on the ground about how her dad was dating Kelly Dodd. Did you ever yeah. listen to that? Yeah, I did. I it did. was wild. Go find that episode if you can. I think it was probably like last fall or something like that. Yeah. Crazy. But the fact that like she was dragging her now stepmom is perfect. Um, I, I thought it was also interesting. It seems like no one from OC was at that wedding. Right. Because it was a destination. It was in Napa. So yeah. that's that. I mean – Kelly was talking about how she lived in San Francisco for 10 years and like always loved Napa. I was almost expecting Kimberly Guilfoyle to show up mm. ex-wife of Gavin Newsom, former gov- uh, former mayor of San Francisco, current governor of California. Yeah. And she is Doug Jr.'s current girlfriend. Yes. I mean, everyone knows that at this point, right? I don't, I don't know if people like if Kimberly Guilfoyle like rolls off the tongue and like, or like is a top of mind. For True. Everybody. You know, good point. Only, only me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like your wedding wrap up. Why don't we take a quick break and we will be right back. And we are back to talk about Potomac and what to make of the return of Orange County. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say one thing. Sure. I would like to go to Homecoming in Karen's hometown. Oh my God, really? Are you going to be like the guest of honor? I would love to be. I mean, like, I love, okay. I would say I love a parade, but I don't like, like, NYC Pride being in it because it's just too big. But I like a yeah. hometown parade, which I've been a part of in my life. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I find Pride to be more fun in smaller cities. Like, I've enjoyed Boston Pride much more than yeah. New York City Pride. Uh, mm-hmm. So, with Potomac, we had Karen inviting Ashley over the phone. Did you notice that they edited it in that she was also bringing Giselle when she called Ashley? Yes. Yeah. Producer choices. Interesting grouping, to be I honest. I kind of liked it, though. I know. I I did, too. Like, they wouldn't do this in other cities where they're just, like, throwing three unlikely characters together. But I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, I think we had to let Candace and Monique breathe. Mm-hmm. Wendy coming on this trip would be weird. And then it's, like, good for the Green-Eyed Bandits to do things separately. Totally. Totally. Wait, speaking of the Green-Eyed Bandits briefly and we can get into actually with this we can get into like the big news with michael darby with this so the big clip came out today that somebody had noticed in season one episode nine which was sharice's birthday yeah you can see michael darby grabbing a cameraman's butt in the background of a shot and i went back on peacock and found the scene and re-verified it. Because, like, you can't believe everything you see on Twitter, right? Sure. You have to fact check. Hello, we're in the, like, we're in the era of fake news. So I went back and found the scene, and I rewatched it. What struck me is when Giselle and Robin greeted each other at that party, it was not the Green Eyed Bandits. It was like this is somebody who I'm casually acquainted with, which was very interesting to me because they've come a long way since oh, then season one. Okay. But like in the se- in the series premiere that we recapped on Patreon, they seem pretty close in that first episode. Didn't they? Yeah. We got like a scene of them, like at Robin's home together, which was like antics, but like, it yeah. was interesting to me because like at Sharice's party and we talked about it in the uh, Patreon 
recap episode where like I think Robin saw at that point her allegiance were still with Sharice because mm. Sharice had the power, you know? So How? I think they've grown since then. Okay. Since you brought up that clip, how has no one found this until now? I don't know. But like in that season was one, wasn't there another scandal that Michael was involved in that I remember? Or like uh, I can't recall. I have no idea, but it's like pretty blatant. You can see him in his like is a white shirt and like a bluish or grayish coat. And he's like running up to this cameraman and like grabbing him. The cameraman's like, get off me. I cannot believe it took us years and years and years. So mischievously running around. Yeah, but it's in front of everyone. It was like basically like where the dance floor was. So it's like he's doing it in full sight. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see the repercussions of, like, this coming to light. I mean, it'll come up in the reunion, but it came up in the... Re- I mean, the reunion last year, the women were all like, this has happened multiple times as far as, like, yeah. the cameraman thing, so... I know, but having, like, the public footage that everyone has access to is a whole a whole new ball game. That's true, but we had the... We had, like, the audio from it last time i don't know yeah who knows also like the darby's bring bravo so much so like i don't know if there will be any repercussions you know yeah well i don't mean like repercussions in terms of like michael is banned or anything i just mean like the response to this from like the cast oh i mean yeah totally but like yeah at the same time, it's also, can't you predict the response? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ray pushing the ladies out of the house, like, could not get them out quicker. I mean, what is he doing this season? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to get more of it next week we saw in the preview, but, like, what? I wonder, like, is this an example of, like, a couple staging this for, for like drama for the show that crossed my mind. But like, I don't, I don't see Karen doing that because Karen is the grand, the grand dame and she wants to appear as, you know? Yeah. Unless marriage is an institution. Exactly. If Karen's in on the joke, then like more power to her, but I don't think she is. Yeah. Like, she brought us to this, like, one-horse town where people were throwing milk duds at Ashley Darby this episode. And it was, like, her big, huge, like, homecoming grand dame moment. Yeah. I mean, this was, I think, an important episode for Karen in terms of, like, finally we get to see a different side of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she's mentioned... do you remember the commercials in the 90s or the early 2000s? The softer side of Sears. Yeah. This is that. Mm. Yeah. The softer side of Karen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got like hints of this before when she talked about working at the Burger King Taco Bell. Um, Dan, have you I ever also... eaten? Oh, wait, before we go on, have you what? ever eaten Taco Bell? No. Never in your life? No. I mean, have so you many ever eaten? items... So many of the items have cheese in it. Why would I okay. eat it? Good question. This is an important game, actually. This is a new game that I just made up in my brain that we're going to do right now. Has yeah. Dan eaten? And it's all fast food. Okay. So has Dan eaten Taco Bell? No. Has Dan eaten Burger King? Yeah, actually. Growing up, uh, I always liked... Burger King's chicken nuggets more than McDonald's chicken nuggets. Okay, so my next question was going to be, has Dan eaten McDonald's in that CS? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, has Dan eaten Wendy's? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Wendy's, like, has the best chicken nuggets of the three, and then also, like, mm-hmm. hello, the, the um, what's the, 
the icy, no, the frosty, frosty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like for me, frosty. for me at Wendy's, it's all about the spicy chicken sandwich. Um, has Dan eaten Dairy Queen on the non ice cream side? I've never even had Dairy Queen. Well, I might, I might have had Dairy Queen on the ice cream side, but I don't even remember it. But I don't recall that they even serve regular food at Dairy Queen. They very much do. Has Dan eaten Shake Shack? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Shake oh yeah, Shack is I like, ate it. I ate a Shake Shack with you. What I'm like? Yeah, my brain's gone. Wow. Those are the big fast food. Pl- oh, have, has Dan eaten Subway? Oh God, I you I always talk about how it smells like a wet dog in there. I would never. You've never ever eaten there. No, it's like honestly, Subways like ruin sections of the mall. Because that smell like permeates outside of the, the right. establishment and like makes right. me gag. Right. I ate Subway this week. Um, has Dan ever eaten Chick-fil-A? I might have like way, 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 way back, like pre-controversies. But I, I mean, it's always been not. a controversy. But like, has it even been up here during those times? Because it I, like only I, just made it to New York. I think I think there was like a there might have been like a Chick Fil A in a, a New Jersey mall or something. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, but like that was a really. But, but, what, but what I'm talking about, like pre controversy, like no one was talking about like Chick Fil A donating money like 20 years ago. Yeah, like pre 2012, it wasn't really something that people talked about. Yeah, that was a fun game. We'll wow. do another like it soon. Sure. Okay, so and I have not been to the the Burger King Taco Bell that Karen uh, worked at. Oh, I forgot to ask about KFC. Um, Popeyes. I, I'm neither, but like I do want to try the Popeyes chicken sandwich just because like everyone hoots and hollers about it. Yeah, my answer for anyone wondering at home, I have eaten at every one of those establishments. Wow! So there we go. That's really exciting. Okay, um, I do like that we had Robin giving Candace the rundown of that sit down, and Candace's mm-hmm. like reaction was a little surprising, like her crying. Yeah, there's a lot surprising about Candace this episode. I feel like. Oh yeah, what else? I don't know. I just her conversation with her mom also like was I don't know interesting to me. Um, but yeah, the Robin Candace sit down, that's also another pair that you don't see a lot. Yeah. It felt, it felt strange for sure. Mm-hmm. But then like, but then Candace bringing up the tax stuff, Ugh. which I know we, we got it in the mid season trailer, but I was like shocked that this didn't cross my radar when it hit the blogs. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Cause like we would, we would probably cover something like this i feel like we've always like not necessarily like gone into the tax stuff when we're talking about it because it's always like such like an issue you know there's like too much to talk about yeah but speaking of it though it's worth preparing ourselves mentally so it's around ninety thousand total uh apparently she owes around four thousand from 2015 34,000 from 2016 and 48,000 from 2017. I could not imagine. So does Can you break down set... to me how that happens? So she mentioned in the episode that she forgot to report some income. That is insane. Now these years, doesn't it sound like housewives income? I mean, yeah, because the only other job that we have heard that Robin had <laughs> was like a PR gig that she yeah. doesn't seem to be pursuing ever. Yeah, I think that's like no longer happening. But it's also yeah. interesting that like, so just so you understand, like you you may understand this or not, um, but I'm just making sure. Like they brought up that... Juana and Robin were looking for a new, looking to buy a new house. But mm-hmm. now this is affecting that. 
Now, that this is affecting that because she would probably not be able to get a mortgage. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So if so if like these were housewives things she wasn't reporting, was that her salary those years? Well, no. I mean, what she owes are the actual taxes. So her salary okay. would be more. Wow, I don't know anything about taxes. Go me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm curious to see that play out some more. And it's kind of funny how both this and like that, the thing that led them to the original bankruptcy are both Robin's fault. <laughs> I know. Like if I was Juan about to repropose, which we know he eventually does, spoiler alert, but like mm-hmm. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, this woman like just keeps fucking me up. <laughs> I know. I'm still holding on. But I mean, like, if they're a partnership, then they should be like going through this together and like figuring it out together and like it he should be looking at the papers and documents and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Also, like, there's evidence online that he, this is a sham, and they're not actually getting remarried, and he has a whole nother life. So we don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I hope that's not the case. Maybe his whole other life is with Tatiana. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I mean. That was such a psycho scene, but I was obsessed with it. Rolling in with that that wig, that, like... (laughs) She looked like she just took it out of the bag. I know. I'm, it's a, it's a, what's, what do they call that? A shake and go. A shake and go. Yeah. Yeah. And she couldn't really like land on her character. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's from Latvia. It's so, it's so psycho and stupid. But I we do, stand. I, the fu- I mean, the funniest part was when, uh, Juan as Dylan said oh yeah I'm here uh, just watching the football game and when she responds oh in my country we call that and then she she realized like she was making a soccer <laughs> football reference but then she just said we call it football <laughs> I love that that is actually that's like actually peak comedy yeah like cancel SNL and have Robin as Tatiana Host every eleven thirty Saturday on NBC. Please. Oh, I heard there was like some big SNL scandal, but I wasn't like too tuned into media this this past weekend. There was something that happened with like the host, and I was yeah. not also. I I also wasn't tuned in. With I know him, you but, you were sailing the high seas. <laughs> I was sailing the high seas with Kate Chastain. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do have to say the, like, Karen telling the story about her family's history and the Wooden family who were slaves at one point buying Mm -hmm. the plantation that they worked on was, like, an amazing story. Yeah. It really was. Now they own the farm. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, I think the entire, like, going home thing was such a good episode all around with, like, this important part, but also, like, the comedy of it all. The hijinks, yeah. Harvesting the corn and stuff. And, like, just, like, the parade. I can't stop thinking about the parade with, like, people driving by Ashley and Giselle and, like, throwing (laughs) candy at them. I, I like I loved the energy between Ashley and Giselle so much. Mm-hmm. Like they were having so much fun. I will say I think Giselle, I think Giselle like skewed a little mean in confessionals around this, which I don't love. Mm. But that's I just, like, like I I don't have a specific example, but I just like feel like she just like got a little too mean for the circumstance because she was brought into like this intimate weekends i don't know yeah i mean that's the name of the game with giselle like she is here to to give you moments in confessional totally 
So have you ever been in a like a small town parade like that? Or like a like a homecoming parade? No. Well, like okay. I didn't I didn't have homecoming in like high school because I went to high school in the city. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was in high school the president of the UNICEF club, which was like the club that was associated to UNICEF, the organization yeah. run through the UN. You know, you know, and like around Halloween time, people bring around those little yeah. boxes. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, there's yearbook pictures of me wearing one of those boxes because they had like big ones that you could wear. Anyways, wow. iconic Halloween, uh, iconic homecoming parade moment was when my club, the UNICEF club, was in the homecoming parade. And we were like, what do we do? Because it was very close to Halloween at that time. We're like, what should we do like for our float or like whatever, our moments? Yeah. My friend's mom had one of those. Um, remember when they came out with the new VW Bugs, the yeah, Beatles? Yeah. One of my friend's moms had one of those, but it was the convertible one. Okay. So we draped it in black, like tarp. We made wings for it. And we made a bat for our UNICEF. It was Iconic for our homecoming float, we made a bat out of a VW bug. Wow, I still think about it to this day. Did you ride it like Karen? I don't think I sat in it, someone else did um, probably. Okay, okay. I like probably was on the sides, like throwing candy at like Giselle and uh Ashley. Were you all like the talk of the town from your float? Oh, yeah, we won that, we won like the competition or whatever. Uh huh, uh huh. It's wow. always about winning the competition. In high sure. school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to meet as well Wendy's surgeon sister, Ivy. Mm-hmm. The Sarah McSweeney of our generation. I know. I just, like, want us to bring in these sisters. I know. I love hanging out with the sisters. So Dan, do you so what do you think about Wendy yourself and what do you think fan reaction has been to Wendy? Because I feel like people aren't loving her, but I love her. Yeah. Um I don't think the fan reaction has been great. I love her. I think she's an interesting character and like her several professions differentiate her from like other housewives and I think is an interesting person to have on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually excited for her to be on this second episode of Race in America that just uh, got teased today. That's going to be airing <gasps> November 1st. Wait, tell me about this. I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah. The, the, I, they, uh, sh- like, they released a trailer today. So it's Race in America. I think it's like Your Vote Matters or Our Vote, our vote Counts or our, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's going to be November 1st at 10 p.m. after Potomac. It's It seems like it has to do with, like, v- voting and voter suppression. Okay. And Giselle's back. Um, Wendy is joining us. Uh, there seems to be a lot of people I'm not super familiar with, probably heavy on the Mary to Medicine mm-hmm. world. But... Yeah, I'm like, but I'm excited for Wendy there because I feel like she will thrive in this setting because like this is what she does for her job, you know? Right. It's like talk about also like I had seen some criticism of Bravo recently, like pulling up the first one and being like, because the the tagline was yeah a movement, not a moment or whatever. Yeah. So people had been criticizing it because it seemed like it was a movement, a, a moment because of like the Kelly Dodd and everything. Sure. So good to see they're doing a second one. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing a second one. It is like, I do think it doesn't match up with like how they're handling the Kelly Dodd situation. Right. But at least they're doing it. So I right. do wish, like, if it is about, if it is so centered on voting, I kind of wish they had premiered it earlier. Like, November 1st is kind of like last minute. 
I mean, as we've seen recently, so many people have already voted and like also like, thank God, like 1 million people voted in Texas for early voting, like on the first day or something like that. Wow. And like the lines in Georgia have been out of this world. And in my opinion, the early voters are giving me hope because Mm -hmm. I think the people who are voting early are potentially the I don't want to say the right people, but like the left people. Well, I mean, I think voter turnout, high voter turnout is always good if you are a Democrat. Right, because, I mean, Republicans suppress voters and there's just not a lot of Republicans left. So that's why they're gerrymandering and suppressing votes. And that's that on that. If you made it this far and come through Queen and didn't know how we stood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we've never gotten this, but if like someone were to review like, oh my God, like so much about politics, blah, blah, blah. But, like we've been taught, like we talk about politics since the very beginning of come through Queen four or five yeah. years ago. So Four years ago. Yeah. 2016. We were there. Wow. Okay. Um, I... You know me, I'm not a dog person. And I do have to say that dog that Candace was going to possibly adopt was pretty cute. Mowgli. I like that you're saying that because I think eventually you're going to have to become a dog person. Okay, so like, am I just going to wheeze and like have my eyes get swollen shut in my own home? Are you going to be a... Are you going to be a cat person then? No. You, your kids need pets. They they don't. Kids demand pets. Uh, well, kids don't run the show. <laughs> they could have a I pet. know, but I mean, they need wow. to, they can also withhold their love if they don't get the pet. Okay. Well, okay. We'll, we'll see how that works out for them. Um, two final things with this Potomac episode. It's like shocking, but sad to see that Karen seems to still be very much struggling with her parents' death. Mm-hmm. Like, it really has, like, messed her up. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I 1,000% get it. It's devastating, and, like, not everyone deals with things the same way. Yeah. Um... I lost a parent at a pretty early age and I was pretty fine about it. But like the thought of like me losing my other parent, I like get scared about. So like I kind of, I, I understand exactly where she's coming from, you know? Well, I think it would also be even more difficult when like things aren't going so hot with your partner. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure she, like, her parents were her confidants in a lot of ways about that, you know? Yeah. So what did you make of the final scene we got with Monique, Chris, the pastor, and the first lady, and T'Challa? Don't want to leave T'Challa out of this. Um, I'm not quite sure. I feel like I feel for Chris. I hate that. I feel for Chris. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've always stand Chris. Like we know that much. Yeah. I was, I was the OG Chris Stan, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't know where I am with Monique. You know, I have a complicated thing in my brain with her. It felt, uh, I was almost shocked to see her in this episode. Like that they wouldn't give us more space between like this moment and the incident. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious, like how much of the rest of the season, because if we are going to get anything of her, it seems like it's purely going to be reflecting on what happened. Yeah. Yeah. We like, we kind of discussed this last week where it's like, we have no idea where we stand with Monique because like, if she does scenes, it's only going to be with like one or two people. We're not going to get group scenes with her. So it's like, is this where we're leaving you, Monique? And like, maybe we're good to leave you from here. And after her watch what happens live, like the other week with Bo and Yang, I'm like, do I want to hang with her? Yeah. I mean, that's what the watch happens live. I'm surprised they even 
had her on like because I feel like that kind of ruins any sort of expectations we have of her journey this season because we know where she lands right and whatever she like whatever she was going to say she said during watch what happens live yeah um but i think that's pretty much it for this episode of potomac uh we asked you guys last week what you thought of oc premiering whether you wanted us recapping it and it seems like most people uh are not too interested in us recapping it. And a lot of people plan on tuning out. So we're probably not going to be covering mm-hmm. it much like we would other shows. Um, but you and I did watch the episode. And yeah, we watched the, we watched the premiere. Um, and I'll probably like keep an eye on it just because like, we yeah. like to be completists with sure. our work or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, my initial reaction, it felt all over the place and like haphazard, you know? Yeah, it felt like a mishmash. Um, I mean, my initial initial reaction was screaming, realizing Gina Keough was narrating the opening like Mary Alice in Desperate Housewives, which like it was a nod to since Real Housewives came to existence because of Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. And it also felt like very much like we want to bring our audience back in to like show them the past and then like yeah. present the present. It's just so funny that they had Gina do it. I I love the touch. I want to hear the conversations. I want to know how much she was paid for this. Yeah, Like I yeah. want to know everything about every interaction that had to do with Gina doing this. And what was strange, okay, so, like, this was a nod to Desperate Wives, but also the fact that the women were all, like, walking to each other's houses felt like Desperate Housewives as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they all live in the same place now. Yeah. Or Um, some of them do. Like, it's, the confessionals are really jarring. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, they're better than our early COVID confessionals in um, New, New York. York and Beverly Hills even. But they're also Camp like, Getaway. Camp Getaway. <laughs> but they're also <laughs> like everyone is not shooting at the right angle. It feels like so close and from below. Right? Yeah. It's just like not great. It's also like we don't have anyone to root for at this point. They tried to like they led from the top with Shannon and her new like Brady Bunch life. And yeah. it's like that was like interesting and fun, but it also seems like a house of cards and can break at any moment. Yeah. And like you everyone knows that I I was the biggest Shannon fan for like years and years and years. Yeah. And like I still have a place in my heart for her but i don't know it feels put on yeah. it's the lack of eyebrows on uh what's his name the boyfriend michael is his name michael i have no idea i gotta say like the one part that really pulled me in was like we were noticing bronwyn was drinking water all episode and when she had mm-hmm. to sit down with bronwyn and then like the follow-up confessional was kind of like shocking yeah, that was like the that was the moment where I was like, oh, I did not realize because I feel like we've gotten a lot of Bronwyn on social yeah. media as far as like what's going on with her family and like what's going on with her like supporting Black Lives Matter and everything like that. But we like did not know that yeah. there was going to be this realization that she's like in recovery. Yeah, she if you did not watch and you're just listening to us chit chat, she announced in her confessional that she considers herself an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and it was interesting of all people for her to be like kind of having this conversation at first with Emily, who she kind of butt heads with a lot last year. Yeah. Um, as far as other things go, we were introduced to Emily Vargas or what's her name? Elizabeth Vargas. 
Elizabeth Vargas. <laughs> Can't remember yeah. her name. The thing that I like pulled out from that is that she's very rich, one. And then two, she lives on Newport Beach, like on the beach itself, next to one of Kelly Dodd's close friends. And I remember seeing Kelly Dodd post Instagram stories during COVID mm. at that house, okay. like overlooking Newport Beach with the path in between. Yeah. And like being like very proud to be partying during COVID. So <laughs> great. It's like we're there. Emily. Oh my God. Elizabeth Vargas. Isn't that offensive so far? There's something kind of likable about her, but her voice to me is Gina's voice, Gina Keo's voice. Uh-huh. And then there's like something Brianna, Vicky's daughter about her look. And then the rest of it, I can't figure out. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't feel either here or there about her, but she's there. I'm pretty sure she lands kind of in the Kelly Dodd territory of like not (laughs) saying the right things about most issues. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think we're going to like see what happens. Obviously, we are going to we're going to side eye uh, OC this year. If you feel strongly that we should be covering it, please let us know. If you if you feel strongly that you never want to hear about it again, yeah, please let us know. Just let I us mean, know. We also do have timestamps in every episode, so like even when it comes to any show, like if you're not keeping up with a certain show, you could always jump around uh, and follow along with what you are keeping up with. Mm-hmm. I will say OC was mainly depressing because we've got just a bunch of depressing housewives on our hands. Yeah. That's all it is. It wasn't very fun. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we wrap up this week with the freak of the week and the one true queen? Okay. So so the freak of the week this week is going to be, sorry to say it, Bethany Frankel. Can you tell us why, Dan? Oh my God. Well, I mean, it's funny. She is always on our, on our lips, whether she's like a queen quite frequently, but she, Mm -hmm is a freak pretty often for situations like this, where she's talking about something that like she should just not chime in about. So Mm -hmm. I believe uh, this was actually discussed on her most recent episode of her podcast, which I didn't listen to because I wasn't sure whether Dorinda would be on or not. So I didn't feel the need to tune in, (laughs) Uh, but she decided to give her take after all the other takes have come through over the past few months of WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. So she felt confident enough to like take a pull quote from this podcast episode and post it on her Instagram as well. And she, and Mm -hmm. it says this, I don't like when men speak like that. We haven't liked that men have been players. We haven't liked that men have called women sluts. So that doesn't mean that now we're going to like being called a whore. So obviously a lot of people uh, commented in her Instagram being like, Bethany, like, stop. This is cringeworthy. Stay in your mm-hmm. lane. Like, what are you talking about? You're missing the point. This or that. And she was very active in like fighting anyone who had something to say. I mean, the thing is like with Bethany, Bethany didn't need a podcast because mm. – I think a lot of her thoughts are antiquated and like not um not thought out enough. She's yeah. also not somebody who like can read a room. I don't think she like looks at social media beyond like her own. Yeah. So yeah. she doesn't need a podcast. And like this is a stupid fucking opinion. Like go to sleep, Bethany. Go to sleep. I mean, it's it's very rich coming from someone with two dogs named Biggie and Smalls. Right. Um, like talk to your entrepreneurs and talk about like <laughs> focus on your, like the, the goal of your podcast. Like why are you chiming in about a song that came out in early August? 
Also, your podcast is boring. Nobody wants to hear from entrepreneurs. <laughs> Who cares? Like, talk about housewives or yeah. something interesting. I mean, what is interesting, however, is like she's wrapping so much of this up in like concern for her daughter who I don't know if you notice has been now fully appearing in the Instagram stories these days. Yeah. I need to get, I like, I need to get into the courtroom to see how things are falling with like the agreements and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking also, we were talking this weekend how like this battle is going to last until Bryn is 18 when it no longer matters. I know. But my message to Bethany is from the, sorry, from the top, can you stop? My pre, my pre-recorded Ana Navarro, like, punchline. Yeah, you you thought about that all day. (laughs) (laughs) I already posted in the Facebook group. Yes, yes, yes. You know when Ana Navarro hosts, like, the Friday, Friday The View, and she always has, like, pre, like, thought outlines yeah she's ready <laughs> it's me right now okay let's end on a good note of our one true queen one pk kemsley paul kemsley kemsley for okay a, this is this is just you for <laughs> apparently now like speaking on behalf of bravo he posted on an image uh of kyle richards erica jane lisa renna garcelle Bouvet and Derek Kemsley, all of them together. And she says, this squad, this squad are coming in hard for season 11 of hashtag RHOBH. I'm sending good vibes and good wishes to all the ladies as they embark on their next journey. Heart emoji. I mean, who gives him the right to be announcing the cast for next year? Also, like three of those cast members are people that like, the public doesn't want to see on the show anymore. Yeah. Really focus on your wife who like is in everyone's good graces. <laughs> I know people want, uh, Dorit, people want Garcelle and people want Sutton and then people want new people from there. Yeah. Can we talk about how Sutton wasn't in the collage? I know that was very upsetting. And also like, isn't there so much talk about the possibility of an Erica Jane not returning? Right, but I think she will be returning. I will say Sutton did post something on Instagram stories that makes me think she'll be back. Good. It was like something like getting glam to like come back or something like that. Oh I my god, know. good. Let let's get glam. Give her a diamond. Wow, she deserves. Okay. okay. So Yeah, I think that's it for this week. That's it. Um you could head on over to comethroughqueen.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Come Through Queen. Uh, Links to join our Patreon where you get weekly pre-show episodes as well as bonus episodes that we record on there Mm -hmm. uh, for only $5 a month. We have a link to our our merch. We have links to our Twitter accounts, links to the private Facebook group, and our Instagram as well. So check out ComeThroughQueen.com. And Dan has been posting a lot of food pics on his Instagram, so go like those. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> and I guess you can like, comment, subscribe, or retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.